Blog Talk Radio. talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? I mean, a big yes, enthusiastic, loud, energetic yes. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? Well, I hope so, and I hope that's why you've dialed in to today's show. Whether you are listening live or listening by recording, because this show is all about saying yes to spirit. And as you heard, it's hosted by Leslie and Tracy, and I am the Tracy part of that team And uh, today um, I will be visiting with you and reflecting on this idea, this concept of Christ consciousness. Leslie will not be with us today. She's out demonstrating Christ consciousness by being of service to someone in need. So I get to talk about Christ consciousness today. And um, I am happy and excited to do so, especially during this season of sacred holidays and sacred celebrations and times to be with family and friends. It's um, a really very powerful time to consider and to implement, uh, to make choices that demonstrate our connection with Christ consciousness. So if this is your first time listening in because it's a holiday and you have Monday off and normally you would be at work during the middle of the day on Monday, I want to welcome you. And um, if you are a regular listener, of course, I want to welcome you to the show today as well. Often um, at the beginning of our show, in addition to talking about, you know, whatever our theme is for the week, we try to, as we call it, connect the dots with whatever the most recent show was. And our uh, we've done several shows in the last few weeks um, that seemed totally disconnected until we started talking, you know, and then we'd start talking and be like, oh, yeah, well, that's connected to this by, you know, A, B, or C. And so last week our theme was uh, shopping, which doesn't seem like a very spiritual theme, but uh, we talked about intentional shopping. We talked about how often during this season of holidays, people's shopping gets out of control and greed sets in or 
we revert to our sense of guilt or unhealed wounds that make us want to buy gifts for the wrong reasons and maybe for the wrong people for the wrong reasons. So um, near the end of the show, it was really interesting because as we talked about intentional gifting and intentional shopping, what kept coming up was the connection to Christ consciousness and that in this season of holidays and sacred events and family time, that really it's about going back to or getting reconnected with that spirit of love, that spirit of generosity, um, of of noticing, recognizing, and sharing with people how much we care about them. And sometimes that is in the form of gifts, and sometimes it's just in the form of being with people, spending time with people. And in both cases, that reconnecting with each other at a heart level is just the same or the same kinds of things we would be doing if we were connecting in with that spirit of love and generosity, compassion that we think of when we think of ourselves as connected with Christ consciousness. So so there's there's a connection that we can connect the dots between today's thing, Christ consciousness and shopping by reminding ourselves that really when we are shopping from the right motivation and we are being a good steward of our finances, whatever is available to us, or the use of our talents to make gifts instead of buying them, Um, and when we are driven by our desire to be loved, to truly come from love, then we have a direct connection with today's theme, which is Christ consciousness. So um, what what is Christ consciousness? Maybe we should talk about that. I've already used it a dozen times in ten less than ten minutes, and we, we mentioned it last week. And actually, Leslie and I refer to... Christ consciousness quite a bit in this show when we talk about saying yes to spirit and how often that 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 saying yes to spirit comes with the gift of being in alignment with our deeply held spiritual values and beliefs. So, so what do we mean when we say Christ consciousness? Um, let's start with. Um, Let's start with a an Ernest Holmes quote. Um, and this is from the Science of Mind textbook. And um, I'm going to just pull a couple of excerpts from um, the section of the book called Finding the Christ. Quote, as the external Jesus gave way to the divine, the human took on the Christ spirit and became the voice of God to humanity. How wonderfully he did this is what constitutes the history of Christianity and much of the enlightenment of the modern civilization. To think of Jesus as being different from other men is to misunderstand his mission and purpose in life. 
He was a way shower and proved his way to be a correct one. End quote. And the text goes on to talk about how each one of us can follow the way shown by Jesus and live in a, such a way that we become the voice of God to those around us. Um, so a decade or so ago, it was really popular for uh, Christians to wear a bracelet or a T-shirt or a piece of jewelry with what would Jesus do. And that's the question that we could ask ourselves if we are asking ourselves, how can I connect with my Christ consciousness? How can I live in a way that demonstrates Christ consciousness? Well, yeah, we, we do that. By saying, what would Jesus do? We could do that. By saying, what would Jesus do? And and knowing that Jesus was the, you know, the master teacher, that Jesus was the way shower, showing us the way to bring God alive in everyday life, then then it might then it's appropriate to say, what would Jesus do? Oh, okay, that's what I'll do. Um, a lot of times what I use is the phrase, what would love do? Because if I am acting from love, I am, in fact, acting from God. I am being a way shower in my day, in my current time, with the people who are right in front of me, or with myself. Oh, I don't want to forget that, with myself. Sometimes we forget that, we need to love ourselves and treat ourselves in a loving way and be forgiving just as much as we need to do that in our relationships and in our interactions with others. So so what is Christ consciousness? Christ consciousness is being fully aware and fully present in living Living, uh, making decisions, choices, and living from the mind of God instead of the mind of man. So in the quote that I read from Ernest Holmes, um, you know, as it starts off, as the external Jesus gave way to the divine, the human took on the Christ spirit. As the external, the human form of Jesus gave way to the divine, you know, the humanity is there, it exists in physical form, but that form can be superseded by, or that form can be taken over by spirit. And that's what Christ consciousness is. Talking, thinking, acting from that pure place of spirit. So it's especially um, you know, especially natural is the word that comes to mind, but it seems like there's another word I'd rather use. You know, it's apropos, it's appropriate, especially appropriate during this season, during the Christmas season, to talk about Christ consciousness. And so that's that's what we're doing in today's show, talking about Christ consciousness, especially during this season. 
So if you grew up like me, you grew up hearing about Christmas as welcoming the baby Jesus, Christmas as celebrating the birth of Jesus, um, actually celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, and I know that some of you, like me, may have been a teenager or even an adult before you realized that Christ was not Jesus' last name. It was, you know, really Jesus the Christ, you know, Jesus the Savior, but as a small child, all I heard was Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And so I thought it was like, you know, Tracy Brown, that's my name. His name was Jesus Christ. But we know, or as I got older and read more and listened more carefully and especially began to study more deeply, realizing that the Christ was a label or, um, you know, a descriptor for the coming of God, the the demonstration of God-like qualities, the demonstration of um of living life in a way that says yes to spirit. Funny that, you know, we're doing the show, yes to spirit. And that really any one of us might have been born the Christ. In fact, I believe all of us are born the Christ. But Jesus showed us the way to live that. And other prophets and other um, other people have been examples of how to let that awareness, that pure awareness of spirit, that awareness and that commitment to God and to spiritual values to come through in everything you do and say and how you show up. And it's a challenge for all of us uh, because we deal with physical pain. We deal with human experiences. We don't live in a world that um, always makes it easy for us to choose, to choose, to uh, speak to people out of Christ consciousness instead of out of human ego, human fear, human upset, human anger. So during the Christmas season, which has so focused on um, in Christianity on the birth of the Christ child, it's just an amazing time to be able to say, wait, you know, I am a child of God, and what if I considered my birth as the birth of a Christ child? a child who could grow up to be like Christ, like God, living and following in the principles of God, of love, of beauty, of harmony, of wisdom, using those qualities that are God-like qualities as the as the demonstration of who I am in the world. So it's it's very appropriate for us to talk about Christ consciousness in the Christmas season. If you're a regular listener, you know that we, um, Leslie and I, 
have referred quite frequently this year to the Joyous Freedom Journal for a Fuller Life, uh, written by uh, Reverend Dr. Petra Weldis and Reverend Christian Sorensen. And it's a, a journal that every day has a theme, <coughs> excuse me, a brief message, and then room in the book to journal um, your top-of-mind thoughts, reactions, or things you want to remember. And so it's no surprise that on December 24, um, there is a an entry in the Joyous Freedom Journal that is perfect for me to share as it relates to today's show. Quoting, December 24th, the title is Spirit's Incarnation as You. Christ consciousness is the incarnation of spirit as you. It is the holy of holies at the core of your being. It is the truth of your nature and the reality of your life. As you spend time preparing your home for the holidays and preparing gifts for your loved ones, you are preparing your consciousness. You do your spiritual practices to clear out your mental closets, to open your heart, to clarify your thinking, and to prepare for the awakening of the Christ consciousness. What preparations are left? Take the time to consciously determine what you still need to do to make room for this rebirth, end quote. I don't know. I hope you love that as much as I do. That, that idea and that reminder that Christ consciousness is the incarnation of spirit as you and how you show up every day in everything you do reflects your level of connection with Christ consciousness, with love, with the attributes of God that you value. So this was the um, journal entry for... December 24th, and how perfect is that, as most people are celebrating, most Christians are celebrating Christmas Eve, and actually even non-Christians in America, um, focusing on the cultural aspects of Christmas, but preparing for the birth of Christ, telling the story over and over again about the wise men traveling to to see this baby and to honor this baby with gifts. The shepherds coming to see the Christ child. This, all the characters in the nativity story that you're, that most of you are familiar with, you know, it's like this recognition, this recognition that this baby has come forth pure and special to live a special mission on this earth. I like to think that every baby is born to live a special mission on earth. And each one of us, when we were born, 
have the opportunity to live a special mission on earth. And it's the quality of our Christ consciousness that determines how closely aligned our experience is with that mission. Now, does that make sense to anybody besides me? I mean, to me it makes so much sense. And, um, in fact, yesterday at our center we blessed a young infant, not a newborn infant, but, um, you know, less than a year old and still in arms, not walking yet. And it was so fabulous to consider during this season of Christmas and other holidays that here is a child being brought forward by her parents to say we commit this child into a life of Christ consciousness. We commit to raise her in a way that she knows who she really is. We commit to supporting her to live and to learn about who she really is and to and to choose, you know, train her to choose and to be supported by people all around her who see the Christ consciousness that is available to her. I mean, isn't that amazing to think about? What if you had been raised that way, and some of you were, and what if you, you and me, if each one of us chose to live that way today? So maybe you didn't grow up knowing that, or maybe you grew up hearing it but not seeing it modeled well. Well, we all have different models that we can choose at any stage of our life. So today, right now, you could make a choice to follow the example of Jesus or to follow the example of Buddha or to follow the example of your next-door neighbor who is always caring and compassionate and respectful, to follow the example of your grandchild who sees the world as an exciting, fabulous, and nurturing place. You get to choose who that example is. And when you decide that Christ consciousness is important, then you get to show up in a way that you become the example for others. Ernest Holmes also says um, in a different part of the Science of Mind text where he's talking about uh, teachings from the New Testament and um, and how the connection between science of mind and metaphysical approach to spirituality is in alignment with uh, other teachings from the New Testament. And, and he says this, we have the mind of Christ in such degree as we trust implicitly in the universe and no longer do those things which contradict the fundamental goodness. There's more, but let me go back and read that again, because I need to hear it again, whether you do or not. We have the mind of Christ in such degree as we trust implicitly in the universe and no longer do those things which contradict the fundamental goodness. Every man 
has the mind of Christ, if he will admit it. But he can use this mind only when he is in harmony with life. Wow. Something to think about as we talk about Christ consciousness. So let's take a little break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Christ consciousness during the this holiday season, how it relates to other holidays besides Christmas. We'll talk a little bit about spiritual practices that um, help to connect us with our Christ consciousness, and then uh, we'll see where that takes us. Be back in a minute. Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. My name is Tracy, and I'm so glad that you joined us today as we talk about Christ consciousness. And as already said, you know, the holiday season at the end of the year is as if we need a perfect time to talk about Christ consciousness. All the time is a perfect time to talk about Christ consciousness. But during the holidays, it's an especially appropriate time since the Christmas holiday is um, celebrating the birth of Jesus or Christ. And um, when we think about that and we begin to talk about that and approach our life from the perspective that every child born, including when you were born, has the potential and the opportunity to follow the example of Christ, to follow the example of other people who have lived in a God-centered way, in a way that's completely, you know, powered by um, God and spiritual principles, then it, it is important for us to say, wait a minute, what is Christ consciousness and why should I care? Or what is Christ consciousness and, and what's in it for me? And I I believe what's in it for each one of us is a happier life, a life that is more fulfilling, a life where we actually find and share our individual calling, our reason for being in the world, our purpose, so to speak. Um, And our purpose shows up in lots of different ways, but ultimately, you know, it goes back to um, for each one of us having our own unique way 
of demonstrating the love and the creativity of God. So if we say yes to spirit, and we're saying yes to spirit all the time, we're we're connecting in with our Christ consciousness, and this holiday season allows us to do that even more deeply. I have an amazing sister, and her um, her email vacation away from the office message starts with a quote that I just love for this discussion. I love it, um, and when I when I saw it because I sent her an email and I got the auto reply, I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. It's so perfect. And it's a quote from um, one of my favorite, favorite theologians and philosophers, Howard Thurman. And the quote is this, Christmas is waiting to be born in the hearts of humankind. Christmas is waiting to be born in the hearts of humankind. And I love that reminder that Christmas, the rebirth, the birth and then the rebirth each year of Christ is just waiting. It's a seed planted right there just waiting to be rebirthed, to be reborn in each one of our hearts. Now, about 25, ooh, longer than that, um, Wow, I guess about uh, 30 years ago, um, I actually uh, stopped celebrating Christmas in the traditional cultural ways, you know, buying gifts, exchanging gifts, um, putting up a tree, decorating it, reading, you know, reading the Christmas stories and singing the Christmas carols and and definitely walked away from the, you know, the what I call the holidays, spelled H-O-L-I-D-A-V-E, uh, and the traditions of, you know, shopping and being in the malls and buying gifts that for people you didn't like, buying them things they didn't want or couldn't use. Um, and so that sounds like really like, what, bah humbug, but it really wasn't. Um in fact, as I as I walked away from all of the cultural adornment of the holiday, I actually at the same time said what my commitment is is to live the spirit of Christmas 12 months a year. You know, not one day of the year, not one month of the year, but 12 months of the year to walk and to to really hold myself to a standard that said I will treat people with the same level of compassion and love and forgiveness and generosity of heart that most of us have during, you know, the the holidays, you know, from Thanksgiving through New Year's, um, but that I wanted to be in that spirit year-round, that that would be the best way that I could honor this concept of Christ consciousness, that that would be the best way that I could honor the the story of the birth of Christ, to be like Christ in that sense of um, paying attention to how I show up in the world and to be generous year-round and to 
make people feel important year-round. So I love the, the Howard Thurman quote of Christmas is waiting to be born in the hearts of humankind because truly we have the opportunity during this season to rebirth Christ rebirth the Christ within each one of us. So, I don't know, what do you think about that? And 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 have you been able to do that during this this season of holidays, the season of 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 Christmas, but not just Christmas. I mean, this season of um, from Thanksgiving through Hanukkah through the winter solstice celebrations and Kwanzaa, New Year's, and, and technically Christmas tide or the Christmas season, you know, is for 12 days from December 25th through January 6th. And so, you know, from Thanksgiving through January 6th, are you rebirthing the Christ? Are you rebirthing the spirit of Christ, of the Christ, in yourself and in the world? Wow, wouldn't our lives be different? How would your life be different if you lived this spirit of Christmas all the way up till next year? Same date, same time. Uh, let me check in with you and see how that worked. Um, I think it could work what we would think of as miracles. It would create what we would consider miracles. If all of us, or even if 51% of us truly took that on as our task, as our opportunity to change the world. You know, I get God bumps just thinking about it. Just, wow, it would be so fabulous and so different. And it is possible. It is possible. It is very, very possible. Hmm. So um, we always, in our, in our Say Yes to Spirit show, we always talk a little bit during the each week about spiritual practices. And um, last year, I started a, a, a new spiritual practice as it relates to rebirthing Christ consciousness, rebirthing the Christ um, that I think, I, well, I started it last year. I didn't know I was starting a tradition until this year when um, the holiday season started approaching. And I kept thinking about, you know, what I did last year and how much I wanted to do it again. So now I'm believing I have started a tradition. And the tradition is to spend 24 hours, the 24 hours, leading into Christmas Day or, you know, starting on Christmas Eve and going through Christmas Day or starting Christmas morning and going, you know, through to the next day. Um, But spending 24 hours in 
deep meditation, prayer, reflection, journaling, um, specifically around the theme of rebirthing the Christ, rebirthing Christ in the world, rebirthing Christ within me so that I then have an impact on the world. And um, I think the the same practice could be done. It doesn't have to be done in, in you know, just 24 hours, consecutive hours. It could easily be done, you know, maybe an hour a day for 24 days, you know, from December 1st through, you know, December 25th or, you know, a a certain amount of time per day between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Um, but for me, uh, last year I started on Christmas Eve and went through um, Christmas Day evening, 24 hours, and it was really, really a fabulous um experience. In fact, in back in 2009, the first time I did this, what I wrote in my journal was um was about I I called it a silent retreat, a merry christmas retreat, retreat. But then right after that it was rebirthing the Christ consciousness, really big across the page. It's like that's what I'm doing. And what I wrote was Christmas is about celebrating or honoring the birth of Christ. Each of us is Christ consciousness. Each of us has the Christ consciousness. Knowing that, each Christmas is an opportunity to celebrate and honor the Christ consciousness within. So the primary goal of this period of reflection and meditation is to attend to the rebirth of the best of me, my Christ consciousness that spirit source emanating in and through me. For 24 hours, I am attending to the birth, the rebirth, by journaling, meditating, reflecting. I will read and contemplate. I will pray and journal. And then um, what I did for those 24 hours is um, is that. I mean, I slept some too, of course, um, but I turned off all digital, all electronic, you know, put the phone on voicemail, um, turned off the cell phone, uh, did not check email, none of the things that are kind of distractions that pull pull each one of us, you know, into the busyness of the world. And for every hour that I was awake, I would spend an hour, I would, at least at the top of every hour, I would say, okay, I'm going to meditate for the next hour, or I'm going to journal for the next hour, or I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to read something spiritual, I'm going to read the Bible, or I'm going to read, you know, a book that connects me in with Christ consciousness. And there were some times, there were several times during the course of that 24 hours where I was at the top of the hour, say, for example, I'm going to journal for the next hour. And I might journal for two hours or two and a half hours. Um, You know, but at the top of the next hour, I would ask, you know, what am I going to do now? And, And it was really fabulous what came from that. Now, I do realize that 
it was possible for me to to do that as a spiritual practice because um because I don't exchange gifts and because I don't live in the same city where um my biological family members are and so I was able to do that from Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. This year I actually went and um participated in with the Interfaith Coalition in our city and fed the homeless uh breakfast on Christmas Day. And so I didn't start the 24-hour period until 10:30 a.m. on Christmas morning into the next morning, 10:30 a.m. to 10:30. So um, I realize I'm able to do that because I'm able to kind of block out the rest of the world. And if I were in a different circumstance where I really chose to be with family or, you know, other big celebrations um, with other people on Christmas Day, as I said before, this is the kind of practice that you could do an hour at a time over 24 days. You could do four hours at a time over, you know, five weekends before leading up to the holiday or during the week before the holiday. Um, so I, my point is simply to encourage you to think about what spiritual practice could you use that would help you, that would support you in rebirthing the Christ consciousness within, rebirthing your divine connection with spirit so that it nourishes you, guides you, and directs your path all throughout the year, not just on Christmas Day. And isn't that truly why we celebrate Christmas? Because we say, we want to honor this in our with our families. We want to honor um, this way of life and this way of being that is full of love and compassion and generosity. And it's just a symbol of how we want to be year-round. So you can use your spiritual practice to reinforce that, to deepen that commitment, to deepen that desire to allow Christ consciousness to show up as you, all throughout the year. So I don't think that, you know, my example of doing a retreat um, to rebirth the Christ consciousness, I don't think that's the only way to do it. I just give it to you and share it with you as an example of uh, what's evolved for me over the last um, year or so as it relates to Christ consciousness during this season of holidays. And and I mention the season of holidays because really, even though I've mostly talked about Christmas, and last week when Leslie and I started um, getting into this, you know, we mostly talked about Christmas, but we also talked about the fact that, you know, when we say Christmas and we, you know, we say we're rebirthing the Christ consciousness, it's like, we are re we are rebirthing that the pilot lamp, you know, like when on a gas stove or a gas fire gas powered fireplace. You've got that pilot lamp; it's always there. But when you want to want to actually bake something in the oven, or you want to build a fire in the fireplace, you turn the 
gas up. You know, you turn the light up. You get the light brighter so that it can provide more light or more heat. And so, you know, that's what what our spiritual practices do anyway. They, you know, they light the flame, they enhance the flame, they make it bigger in our lives. So during Christmas when we celebrate the birth of Christ or the rebirth of Christ consciousness, you know, that's what we're doing. We're just putting attention on that light and making it bigger. And Leslie and I talked about how, you know, there's really no um there there's really no coincidence. There's no surprise that all of the holidays during this part of the year relate to light in some way. In in you know, many ways, but in some way or another. So when we think about reclaiming or rebirthing the Christ consciousness, we're reclaiming the light of our life. And Hanukkah is all about light. Only enough oil for one day, but it lasts eight, so the light can burn. The light representing you know, that spiritual light that we are guided, guarded, and protected by God, that we are the people who are the light unto the world. We bring the spiritual light unto the world. So there are candles that are lit every day during Hanukkah, again, with that focus on light, and light being the power and the energy of God. The summer solstice celebration, celebrating and honoring the longest, the longest nights and the shortest days and the transition to the beginning of building longer days and shorter nights. I mean, how cool is that? Going from complete darkness as we have edged into that little by little and little, you know, little bit at a time. It's darker longer. But we, on the night of the winter solstice, call forth and welcome the return of the light. And the light grows, and we know that it grows and grows and grows until we get to summer solstice where we have the longest days, the brightest days. So light is a part of the solstice celebration and honoring the the light changing and that where there is darkness, there must be light to follow. Christmas, of course, we have the Christmas tree and the the lights related to people decorating their homes. We put up lights. We love the lights, whether they're all white lights or whether they're multicolor lights or all red lights, like at one of our shopping centers here in the Dallas area. But it's a light, and it's a metaphor for bringing forth the light in our lives, bringing forth the light that comes from spiritual practice. And during Kwanzaa, again, a, a seven-day holiday, a seven-day celebration, cultural celebration that focuses on seven principles, and each day a candle is lit to honor the light from that principle, the principle of that day. 
And even when you think about New Year's Eve, when you think about in the United States of America especially, you know, the quintessential dropping the ball at Times Square, but celebrations all over. There's a New Year's Eve celebration here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I know there are many others like it all around the country that celebrate with fireworks and the light, the light popping out everywhere to remind us that there is joy in the world. So the the rebirth of Christ consciousness during this season, it, it is a perfect time, not just on Christmas Day, but throughout the whole season, to think about and to recommit to being the light in the world. I am the light. You are the light. We are the light of the world. When we walk in Christ consciousness, when we live from Christ consciousness. <laughs> and I'm I'm laughing a little bit because I'm listening to myself going, oh, it's so different. You normally, Leslie and I are talking and we're going back and forth. And it's like, Tracy, you sound like you're giving a sermon on Christ consciousness. Oh, but I guess that is just the way it is today <laughs> since, uh, since you only have one voice and we actually didn't have anyone dial in to chat with you today. But I hope it hasn't felt like a sermon in the sense of a lecture or um, something stern or something parental, because I, I really don't think talking about Christ consciousness is is that kind of conversation. I I think that when we talk about Christ consciousness, it it is joyful. It's not always easy for us because we get distracted by what all the things that are going around on around us in our human experience. But I I get excited when I think about wow, I don't have to put all my energy into celebrating Jesus the Christ being born, Jesus the baby on one day of the year. Wow, I get the opportunity to take a lesson from that and apply it into my own life day after day after day after day, and it can be fun, and I can make a positive difference in the world. There's another Howard Thurman uh, quote that actually I use during my um, retreat. And near the end of the retreat, I read this out loud, and then um, this year I journaled about it. Here's what Howard Thurman had to say. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoners, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the brothers, to make music in the hearts. And that's what I have tried to do for a long time. Not even knowing the term Christ consciousness 
that's the commitment that I wanted to make, that once the day of Christmas is over, the as Howard Thurman calls it, the work of Christmas begins. No, it's what we do once we honor the birth of Christ, once we see how that relates to our own birth and annual rebirth, then what do we do with it? What do we do with it? How do we choose to show up in the world? And, um, you know, one of the things that Leslie and I do with it is we have a commitment to do the show, to say yes to spirit, to talk about spiritual principles and how they show up in our lives and what they mean to us, and to engage in that conversation not so much to teach other people because we're so smart or we do it perfectly, but really to encourage ourselves to stay on the path of Christ consciousness, to at least once a week do a check-in with one another that, you know, how's that working for you? How are you how are you holding up to your own standards for paying attention to what God has in store for you and saying yes to that? I mean, you know, it's it's just one way to keep that Christ consciousness in our awareness all year all year long. Uh, one of the other ways that we both do that is um, with the God in My Day website. So if you haven't visited us at GodInMyDay.com, please be sure to uh, do that. You can get a daily dose of inspiration um, and motivation, and sometimes humor, like today. Today's post on God in My Day is um, the song, The 12 Days After Christmas, uh, which if you've never heard before and you need a good laugh, today would be a good day to go see GodInMyDay.com and hear about what happened to all those gifts that that lover gave uh, to his love for the 12 days of Christmas. But some days it's funny, some days it's music, some days it's uh, meditation, some days it's a book review. But almost every day, I would say in a month of 30 days, at least 25 or 26 days of the month, there's a new post up there to um, inspire you and to encourage you to say yes to spirit by looking for God in your day. Um, and, um, you know, those are just two of the things that we do. We have individual spiritual practices that really are all about connecting with Christ consciousness, and we both participate in a variety of group experiences throughout a typical week, whether it's group meditation or whether it's attending a Sunday service or um, watching a service or listening to a service, a midweek or a Sunday service that's been recorded from a church or a center somewhere in the United States. And, you know, now that we all have the Internet, it's so easy to find ways to um, connect with others around Christ consciousness. 
So if I had any, any, um, I guess it's a call to action. Uh, any call to action for you as you listen to this or after you've listened to today's program is that you take just five minutes when you have the opportunity and ask yourself the question, how am I an example of Christ consciousness showing up in the world? How do I allow Christ consciousness to guide me? And if I if 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 someone interviewed twenty people I interacted with on a regular basis, would they be able to describe how my Christ consciousness shows up. Now, obviously, if we were interviewing people, we might not ask them that way because they might not understand what we were asking them. Well, we could ask people, you know, does you know, does Tracy show up? Give me some examples of how Tracy shows up as love. Give me some examples of how Tracy demonstrates compassion. Give me some examples of where you know Tracy has um, shown forgiveness. Do you have any examples of Tracy showing up in ways that just seem miraculous? How does Christ consciousness show up in you and through you to bless yourself and to bless the world? So that's Christ consciousness. Um, And our time is just about up. Not quite, but just about up. So um, uh, we always encourage you, if you have comments or if you have suggestions for future topics, you can uh, um, note them on the blog page right here at Blog Talk Radio. You can send an email to godinmyday at aol.com or go over to that site and comment on posts. Um, And you can dial in. Next week, we'll be here on Mondays from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Time right here on Blog Talk Radio. Next year, it will be a new year. And our first show of the year for 2011 is going to be on the theme of meditation. And so I, I can don't even have to tell you, there will be an easy way to connect the dots from Christ Consciousness this week to meditation next week. And we really hope that you will join us for that show. In the meantime, say yes to spirit. I don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.